Uh, welcome to another episode of Experience Architecture, the Future and State of Loyalty and CRM Marketing. Uh, my name is Joe Doran. My guest today is Jason Heading, who has been with Best Buy for over 12 years now, yep. right? Yep. And uh, Magnolia since 2011, stalking your LinkedIn posts. Is that is that, uh, that or was actually, before that? It's before that. That was okay. just when I changed my LinkedIn posts. I've actually been with Magnolia for nine of the 12 years. Nine of the 12 years, okay. And uh, Jason, just for the uh, the ten, maybe fifteen folks who will listen to this podcast, sure. give me an overview of Magnolia and how it fits within Best Buy and kind of its brief history. Sure, absolutely. So to all six hundred people that are going to listen to this podcast, uh, <laughs> Magnolia is a uh, a high end audio video integrator. It's owned and operated by Best Buy, um, but uh, you know we pride ourselves in ensuring that. Um, our customer situations or our customer solutions are, are the, the tip of the spear, as they say, or the, that's the quote they use. Magnolia is the tip of the spear. You'll hear, he'll hear Hubert, wow, say that six times. I know. Uh, you'll hear Hubert <laughs> say that a number of times that Magnolia is the tip of the spear. And, and we take pride in that, and that's kind of how we drive our everyday business and our everyday when we're making decisions that affect the business, it's how does it affect the customer most first and foremost, and then from there we go out to how does it affect the the employee and the the experience for the employee as well. So, and that's been a part of the Magnolia history. I mean, I was reading just the like timeline on the website. I mean, even back in the like eighties, you guys were the first ones to have like widescreen TVs. Yeah, you guys were the first ones when they switched to hi-fi. You guys were sort of the early adopters. Yep. of like the stereo and all that. So, well, that is super cool. Um, what is the spectrum of Magnolia customers today? When you and I worked on our project together, I was surprised to find that not everybody is billionaires. That not not everybody is Magnolia. You guys, no. you guys get a few. Yeah, we do. Um, but uh, what's sort of like the spectrum of customers that you guys serve, and what's sort of your sweet spot? Yeah, I mean, we we have customers from as low as me. Right, I've purchased a few things at Magnolia because um, we sell things like cables and remotes and stuff like that, totally. um, all the way up to you know the the billionaires. Um, our jobs range anywhere from one to two thousand dollars, all the way up to we got a six hundred seventy-five thousand dollars job we're working on right now. So it really just depends. I mean, there's certainly our assortment is tailored more to the folks that are going to spend a little bit more money because we are the premium space, we are the premium integrator. Um, but you can come in and purchase. Anything at Magnolia. Gotcha. And the the reps, and when I worked on the project with you, I was so impressed at the reps who are generally pretty young, but are able to serve these sort of high end customers and even people, even the people that are in the billionaire space. People, if I'm spending one hundred twenty thousand dollars on a home, you know, theater system, I'm going to be pretty high maintenance. Yeah. How do you train the reps? How do you get them started? You know, to be able to have conversations with people when they're buying six figures potentially, but at least low five figures sure. of audio video equipment. I think you know, first of all, it's it's the the mindset they come into the role with. Uh, you know, you work at Best Buy, your mindset is I'm going to cover the floor, I'm going to make sure customers can grab that computer out of the space that they're looking for, and do all those things. Uh, when we bring them into Magnolia, we make sure first and foremost that they understand that they're not a box pusher. Like that's. That's not the goal of Magnolia. Magnolia is to ensure that we meet the customer experience at 120% regardless. So that's where they start at. 
they spend a week and a half in training on at, at our corporate campus here where we walk through everything from how to calculate ohms and amperages in, in receivers and amps all the way through, you know, why a LED TV, how many hours it should last and what color, how many different colors it should have, everything. So they get a plethora of knowledge from the vendors. We bring in every vendor that we carry, which is nice because we have a select assortment of vendors. It's not a ton. We bring them all in. They go through a really deep immersion there. Uh, and then on top of that, we, Magnolia as a whole, we always said, and this is another tagline of ours, is we can build our systems around the op model as compared to building the op model around our systems, right? So um, for us, we make sure that our systems support that training, support that learning, support um, the customer experience more than making sure that our systems, um, our op model supports our systems, right? So unfortunately, when you get into a really large corporation, you spend hundreds of millions of dollars on systems, right. you kind of shift the business to make sure that the system is going to work or the business is going to work with the system, whereas in our world, we can shift our systems to work with the business. Totally makes sense. On that same line, what are the what are the next-gen digital products that you're going to be putting in the hands of your employees when they're out, you know, on an island or on a yacht, which which is a little bit of the exception. But yeah. when, when they're going in some of these homes, what do they need to have at their fingertips? What are you guys looking to put in their fingertips to make that experience effective? You know, I mean, the, the world is kind of at our fingertips right now with a lot of the augmented and, and uh, virtual reality type stuff, totally. um, which would be really cool. I mean, we've toyed around with it a little bit. The, the hard part is finding practical uses for it, but... Um, you know, it'd be great to be able to kind of integrate some of those tools they have, like the budget builder, budget builder, for example, and uh, create some sort of augmented reality experience for that customer. So when I say, "Hey, we're going to put a 75-inch TV up on that wall," I could physically give the customer an augmented reality headset, and they could see what a 75-inch TV is going to look like on that wall. And then they may go, "Ah, it's a little too small. Let's go to 85." Or eh, "It's a little big. Let's go down to 65." Right. So things like that. It also presents a lot of opportunities for troubleshooting, um, you know, when you have your systems team out there and they can see it and you got to get an engineer involved, or I'm sorry, not your systems team, your services team. Yep. They got to get an engineer involved. Having that two-way visual um, is kind of a cool idea. Also, right now we do it with, you know, iPhone FaceTime and flip the phone around and hope that they're looking at the same thing. <laughs> sure. Right? I bet that works. It does. Yeah. It's just not as, as cool of an experience, right? Yeah. Um, so those are, I mean, those are the really cool, really flashy ideas. Um, there's all kinds of stuff we've talked about getting just from creating efficiencies you know a lot of our um, team utilize like notebooks to take notes how do we make that easier um, you know CRM solutions are very good options yep. right things like that so um, a lot of options out there totally and with all of those options and all those things that they have to weigh in their mind what's the biggest mistake young reps make on the first time solo on the job site uh, overconfidence okay um, like I said, we, we build tools to kind of walk them through jobs, uh, and we build training material so they understand everything. But the first time you land that $150,000, job, $1,000 job as a new system designer, um, and you refuse to take any help or you refuse, you think, we run into a lot where they're like, well, the system just takes extra time, so I'm going to do it on my own. And gotcha. then there's things that get missed, right? I mean, we obviously build logic in the system to ensure that if you sell a you know, 18 TVs that you have the infrastructure to support all those 18 TVs. And if they skip those steps, then that's when it becomes customer disappoints because realistically they're not, they don't spec in the right switch or they don't spec in the right cables or they forget to spec in all that stuff because there's 950 moving parts to this project. Right? Totally. So, um, that's probably the biggest mistake 
they make. So going in there with a fair amount of humility makes you a successful rep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Since um, the purchase of Magnolia in 2000 by Best Buy, what... And, you know, you joining, you know, Best Buy 12 years ago, um, so, you know, a few years after that purchase, what's the biggest thing that has changed in sort of the Magnolia experience in those years? Well, you know, it's been a roller coaster. I mean, realistically, Best Buy took, they purchased Magnolia um, in, you know, the group that was involved in making sure that that Magnolia moved forward within that Best Buy four walls, um, essentially took a lot away from the experience side of it, right? So um, if you guys have been in our stores, you've seen MHTs, which we call, or we call them MHTs, or Magnolia Home Theaters, and then mm-hmm. we have our MDC, our design centers. The design centers are the ones that I work for. Um, those MHTs were the essentially first concept what we were going to do mm-hmm. um, with that Magnolia name brand when we rolled it out. And MHTs are very successful, um, but they're realistically just a, they're a best buy with a, an increased assortment, right? So it's still focused around making sure we have the assortment for you to come in, grab it, take it home. If you want us to install it, we're good. We can take care of that. But um, if you're looking for that high-touch white glove, that's what we brought back in. So, um, And that's what the design centers are. That's what the design centers are, yeah. So Best Buy is great at a lot of things, and and ensuring customers have the ability to come in and buy a TV or buy a computer or buy some speakers or any of that stuff, Best Buy is fantastic at that, making sure it's there and helping however we can. But if you're physically looking for someone to come in and design your home for you, um, which is what Magnolia always was, that's what the MDCs are now. And that's what we kind of lost for that few few year period before we opened the MDCs about nine years ago. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So switching gears a little bit, what's the most unusual job lately that your team has worked on? What's the most unusual install I know we talked about the uh, the smoking house. That was always my favorite. Smoking exactly, house is a good one. Yeah, in Seattle. Yep. Um, but uh, what's the most unusual one lately? Uh, you know, actually, uh, it was about a year and a half ago. It was pretty cool. Uh, this was in in Minneapolis here, right when we opened our Minneapolis space. Uh, we had a client who uh, decided he was going to purchase the entire f- top floor of an apartment complex. Yeah. And tear down all the walls and everything. And and so he he had this 26,000 square foot apartment complex that he wanted us to deck out for him. And that was kind of interesting just because you're walking through the space like as you're going up. And I mean, this is a luxury apartments anyway. So it's not like any of the other apartments were struggling for, you know. But you you look, you walk into the space and it looks like a giant, you know, 30,000 square foot Best Buy store. But we're decking it out with um, all kinds of stuff. That was a pretty cool one. How many floors up? Uh, it was like 35, 36. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, and this is the really sad part, the, the owner uh, passed away like oh, no. two years after we finished the job. So I don't know where, I don't know what happened with it, but uh, oh, that was a gosh. cool one. Uh, I think the probably the most unique and the most um, well-known job we've ever done uh, is the Aria Resorts and Casino in Las Vegas. So, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, every high roller suite in the Aria, we did. Um, we decked out with Control 4, put all the TVs in and everything else like that. So it's actually a really cool job. Um, How many rooms did you guys do? Uh, all the high roller suites. I think it was like 16, 17 rooms. Oh, my gosh. So it's really cool. I mean, you can walk in there, and when you walk in, it senses your key card, and the, the, you know, the TV will raise up out of the end of the bed. And it, it's super cool. Like, But we actually had... For about a year and a half, we had one of our our uh, installers 
live in the Aria just to, just to make sure that everything was working okay and everything else was good. And then he trained. So now they have their own staff that are trained to make sure that all that stuff works. But gotcha. But we had to have one of our installers live there. And it was, uh, what was her name? Uh, yeah, how, how, did you, how do you pick the employee to do that? Like he, you must have had quite a few volunteers. It, it was it wasn't even a volunteer thing. Okay. It was it was our uh, senior vice president of services just <laughs> said you are going to go live there, and he was like, okay. So cool. it was it was one of those things. I mean, he was a single guy, so he was it wasn't like he was leaving family or anything. So it worked out perfect for him. I'm sure. Yeah. Had it been a different solution, they would have had the choice to go or not. But yeah, um, it was just one of those things. But uh, Eva Longoria, that's who it was. So he, the cool story. He's he's like, I get this call one night that the control four system's not working. And so I go up to this room, I knock on the door, and sure enough, there's Eva Longoria. She's like, I can't figure out how to turn the TV on. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I got you. But he, he said it was like that every night, just random people in the high roller suite that anytime he'd go up there, it was like, I know you, you're a celebrity. So That is so cool. Yeah. And was Eva cool? Yeah, he said she was great. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to meet her. <laughs> um, so... As automation becomes more accessible, so obviously pretty much everyone now has an Alexa or yep. Google Home in their house. You know, you can buy the Philips Hue, et cetera. As home automation becomes more accessible for the non-wealthy. Yep. Um, has you guys' segments switched? Have you guys pivoted to adopt some of those things? How has your you know service model when you walk in and and your customer says, "Well, I can do that myself," yeah. but you know I can just do add that to my home kit. Uh, how has that changed how you guys engage with the customer? It certainly has affected it a little bit. Not so, not so much how we engage with the customer, but just the type of jobs we do. Mm-hmm. We do a lot. I wouldn't say a lot less. We do less middle of the road control now. Like we used to do, you know, some middle of the road control four type stuff and. Um, we do a lot less of that now because those folks are traditionally trying to dabble in their DIY, you know, Google Home or Alexa or, um, you know, HomeKit, all that stuff. Um, obviously, we still have a, a large – and it's always been that probably 90% of the control we have done has been that, that whole home security and automation side of things. Yep. Um, which Alexa and Google Home and those guys really just can't do. Like, I mean, we have automation jobs where – you walk into a room, the lights turn on, and it knows when you walk back out of the room that they have to shut off, right? right? So things like that that are really difficult to, like Alexa would never know if you walked into the room, went on another door, and then walked back into the room, it would shut the lights off on you. Like we have to kind of figure all that stuff out. So we use geo-targeting of, you know, isolating your cell phone signals if you have that on you, things like that. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of really wow. in-depth control automation you can do. That's where we're kind of shifting more towards is, all right. The middle of the road, that's probably going to shift more to the DIY. Let's focus on how do we get really in-depth, really um, make your life easier home automation stuff that we can do with like Savant or Crustron or gotcha. um, Control 4. So that's what we're fo- more focused on. And like Google Home and Alexa, they're not going to be rated like the security systems that you guys work with Correct. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? yep. so. Absolutely. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, what percent of, or roughly, how many of your leads start in your in-store? Like somebody wanders in, even into the home theater, in a Best Buy, or into a design center? Yeah. Or how many of those leads are just total relationship-based, like calling you back after yeah. that first engagement? Yep. We actually have, so about 60% of the leads we get um, are, are walk-in from a Best Buy space. Gotcha. So they were in the Best Buy, and they saw the Magnolia Design Center, or they heard about Magnolia Design Center from one of the Best Buy employees. Um, from that side of things, we get about another thirty percent of it that are um, referral business. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's that's primarily from like I talk 
So if, if you look at our top 10% of our system designers, mm-hmm. that number's significantly higher. Gotcha. Right? So if, if they're actually doing their job well and they're creating a great experience for the customer, they get a lot more referral revenue than, than you know, the normal system designer. Um, and then that last 10% comes from our online experience. We do have an option for them to reach out. Um, the online site will geo-target the customer's location, then ship it off to the closest design center, and we'll reach out to them from there. But most of it is from either word of mouth through referral or through the Best Buy. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. 10, 20 years from now, what are you guys going to be customizing for customers? Uh, flying cars. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so you saw the news this week with GM and Toyota yeah. and the 5G things. Yeah. I immediately was like, I wonder if Magnolia is going to be customizing Tesla interiors. Yeah, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be the first time we've done I mean, we do uh, yachts. So okay. we do all kinds of stuff. You know, especially it's, that's big over in Seattle and down in Naples. Uh, we do a lot of yacht business down there, um, which is kind of cool. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know that we'd ever get into the car business. Uh, however, I wouldn't put it past us, especially with now all these cars are you know very connected to yep. everything. We very well could start doing, especially some sort of automation type work. You know, we think more like garage door automation with home automation pieces. Um, but you know, would we ever start decking out a you know? Tesla with BMW speakers? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. But it could happen. If somebody walked in and said, this is what I want to do, you guys would probably figure it out. We we do. We have a, yeah. <laughs> our, our head engineer is kind of that, that kind of guy where he he is bored unless someone goes, you know what? I want to put a pair of BMWs in my doghouse. And they'd be like, ah, we can figure that out. So... Awesome. Well, Jason, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with me this afternoon. This has been episode three with Jason Heading uh, out at Best Buy Corporate in Richfield, Minnesota. Um, Tune in next week uh, for another episode where you can hear more about how people craft amazing customer experiences like the one that we heard today from Magnolia. (laughs) 